Hey, Kim. Hey, Kim. There's a lot of Leos on the left side of the of the room. Good morning, Renew. Good morning. I know y'all are trickling in, in the back. That's fine. Welcome to our Sunday service. My name is Paul. Um, nice to meet you, Pastor Dave. Pleasure to meet you. Thanks for everyone joining us online. We need to sing a song like we do. Release us from the thoughts and emotions and the stuff that's hard to stuff that over this week. Um, we pray, God, that you would meet us here in this place. We pray, Lord, as those who are coming to join us for our devotions, as we sing together, I pray, God, that the unity of the Spirit in this house would be evident, that you would release us words of truth that echo in all of eternity and, and, and now in time. We love you, Jesus. We pray, God, um, there are those that are still, there are hearts that are here in this congregation, and I pray, Lord, now in Jesus' name that you bring those to mind, that you would heal our hearts. Lord, your name is with me.
again. You are the Lord. to do with every breath I'm praising you desire of nations and every heart you alone are God you alone are God you
the Lord. Uh, go ahead and have a seat. going to um, make a call to worship where um, <laughs> call and response um, and it's where we uh, center our hearts uh, inspired by Psalm 119 105 through 112 and we will respond to the text in the yellow <laughs> I usually get the color wrong for those of you who've never been here. <laughs> Can you put it up? Great. Your word is a light to my feet, Lord. Though the world around me tosses and tumbles, Though I have doubts and worries and I wonder, though my heart hurts, my spirit aches, and I lose my way, though I encounter wickedness and hate seemingly, or and hate seemingly around Your stories and your songs, O oh Lord, they embolden me. Your will and your way, O oh Lord, are my hope and my song. Your presence and your promise, O oh Lord, they comfort me. You have placed your legacy in my heart. Amen. Amen. Oh, that was a good one, Pastor. I mean, We're going to move into some connection time, but before we do that, uh, we're going to dismiss the middlers to our ages. Oh, <laughs> with Teacher Marion. So if you're a middler or know a middler and you'd like to send that middler off, uh, now would be the time. Um, and before we go into connection time, uh, I guess one of the prompting uh, questions you have is, what is your favorite bird? There it is, and uh, <laughs> and apparently there are additional instructions on how to greet each other. <laughs> That's so very structured, and I'm not that person, but uh, praise the Lord. Um, okay, so we'll break. There's coffee and stuff in the back. Feel free to bring it in, and um, then we'll resume and sing some more musical worship, and see you soon. <laughs> what is your favorite bird?
that could start to gather us back together. If those who are grabbing coffee want to come on back in and I'll start to gather us back together here in the sanctuary. I have to confess, this is always one of my least favorite jobs. I don't like breaking up the conversations. <laughs> if everyone wants to gather back together, so much fun conversation. I don't know how many people discussed birds, though. I tried. <laughs> if you want to come on back in, I do have some announcements for today. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good morning to those online. My name is Allison. I'm one of the leaders here at Renew. And I do have some announcements for us this morning before we start back into our time of musical worship. Uh, the first announcement is that we are doing our Life Together groups now on Wednesday evenings. So anyone who wants to come together midweek and have some time of community, we'll be gathering on Wednesday evenings. Pastor Dave kicked it off for us last week. Um, unfortunately, we actually have to take a pause this next week because our leader for the week, Denise, her stepfather is going into hospice care. So I'd actually like to take a moment to pray for her and their family. And I'll, I'll try not to cry. <sighs> Heavenly Father, your ways are mysterious and it can be very hard for us sometimes to understand why we have to go through pain and suffering on this earth, Lord. But I want to bring Denise's whole family before you this morning, knowing that the end of our time on the earth is near is uh, a unique challenge, Lord. And I just pray that you would comfort her family, Lord, that you would comfort her heart, God, and that whatever messages you have to speak in these final days would be um, powerful and strong. We just pray that you would help Denise and, and their family to know that um, their community here at Renew loves them and supports them, and that they would feel safe to process and grieve in whatever ways they need, Lord. We thank you for being our great comforter, and we love you and praise you. Amen. Okay, so <laughs> so beyond this uh, Wednesday being canceled, we will pick it back up the Wednesday after that. So we hope you guys can join us, and it's a time where if you want to grab some takeout and uh, eat dinner together, um, then you're welcome to do that. Some of us just brought some coffees, or there was actually coffee served also. So um, it was a good time together, and I look forward to seeing you guys here on future Wednesdays as well. We also have a youth event coming up this week um, on Friday, ice skating at, uh, what's, it, what's it called, Angel of the Winds, right, up in Everett. Uh, so if you want to come, if you're youth and you want to come ice skating, that should be a good time on this Friday. Next Sunday, January 29th, after service is our semi-annual congregational meeting. So we have kind of a little bit of a business meeting after service. Next Sunday, we'll talk about the budget and our new stewardship team. So we hope you can join us for that. And then one more advanced planning plug is that we are already, can you believe it, thinking about Easter. So if, if we have anyone here who is interested in perhaps uh, taking the lead on an Easter egg hunt for the community, uh, we need a volunteer to step in. 
um, it's been something that's been a fun thing we've been able to do before. We have a lot of apartment complexes around in this area, and so it's nice to have something that can uh, be enjoyed by those here in the neighborhood, as well as, of course, our church members. So if you're interested in running our Easter egg hunt this year, please let us know, and we'll start thinking about that. I think that's all the announcements for this morning. Am I forgetting anything, Pastor Dave? All right, so we're going to go ahead and invite the worship team back up. I'm sorry? Is that me? It is me. Thanks, Paul. Okay, I'll read our communal scripture for this morning, which is Ephesians 5, 8 through 14. And it should be up on the screens. And at Renew, one of the things that we like to do is um, experience the power of reading scripture out loud together. So I invite you to join with me this morning as we read this passage together. Are we ready? (laughs) You were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So live your life as children of light. Light produces fruit that consists of every sort of goodness, justice, and truth. Therefore, test everything to see what's pleasing to the Lord, and don't participate in the unfruitful actions of darkness. Instead, you should reveal the truth about them. It's embarrassing to even talk about what certain persons do in secret. But everything exposed to the light is revealed by the light. Everything that is revealed by the light is light. Therefore, it says, wake up, sleeper. Get up from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Amen. I love that. uh, I love that that verse. It's like kind of this, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of you have had conversations with people like where, like, oh, I wish I were more enlightened or something like that, or enter the light, or the light is out there and I need more of that, when in fact God is like, you were the darkness, like, you're not in the darkness, you were it, but now you are light, totally like mind-blowing, right? The kind of thing that makes me want to worship, so... That's the transition. So let's rise together if we can. <laughs> um, we're going to learn a new song today, actually. Um, are we doing that or are we doing Come Thou Fount? Oh, we're going to not learn a new song first. We're going to do Come Thou Fount first Kay. because Lorraine's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do that. Okay. We're going to do Come Thou Fount. It's got a bridge in it. So we're going to actually do the bridge first so you know what it's like when it comes. Okay. So. Above all else, I adore. 
heart to sing your praise. Come thou fount. Come thou fount of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing. Call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount I'm fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Here I raise. song is new. This is a song that uh, Tim and I were introduced to by a friend when we used to live in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. We had a friend from England, and he brought this song to us, and it is just a, such a powerful song. I've loved it for many years, so I wanted to bring it to you. So it's not too hard. Hopefully you can learn it as we go along.
praises, Lord, be unto your name. Release us to hear the words that only you can deliver to us this morning, God. Unhinder us from you. Call us, Lord, in places in our heart that have resisted. Lord, in places of frustration and blocking, just in grief, be our comfort. Lord, um, you love us like, unlike any other. And we receive that today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You can have a seat. Uh, at this time, uh, renew kids. If you're kindergarten up to third grade, you're dismissed with Teacher Janice in the back there. 
um, for Kids Church. Um, and if we can just pray for them as they leave. God, thank you so much for the children um, in our church and also uh, the middle schoolers that left earlier. They are um, your church, not church in the making, but your church now. And as they um, go to continue in worship with you, um, our prayers go with them uh, and our hopes that they will continue to grow in you and the knowledge of you and relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. God is good all the time. God is good all the time. Awesome, awesome. I'm Pastor Dave Sim, if you don't know, and if this is your first time, welcome, welcome to Renew. So glad um, you can make it here uh, to worship alongside us, with us, and uh, we've been here in Linwood in this church facility for five years, uh, so a relatively new church, uh, but exciting things are happening, and obviously uh, all our communities have been coming out of the COVID periods and trying to figure out what is the church in this time, and who are we, what does the community look like, and so we are together in this boat, um, and even if it's messy or um, it doesn't look the same. Um, we trust God and the Holy Spirit to continue to shape us um, as his body and to be light and witnesses um, to our neighbors. Um, so we are continuing actually on the theme of light. Uh, we're continuing in our Shining Light series. And it has a dual meaning, right? Shining light as in Jesus is the light of the world, is the shining light. And also... We, uh, as a verb, we, as individuals and as a community, as church, are shining light uh, to the world around us, to people around us. Um, and so, shining light, and that'll lead us up into uh, Lent, which is the period um, in the church calendar uh, before the 46 days before Easter. And so, that's kind of like the broad view. Um, but we're in this light series. And our scripture passage today may sound familiar um, because a couple weeks ago we did a passage that was similar, but it's different. So uh, as I read it, try to figure out what's different about it. Uh, but this passage comes from Luke um, chapter 11, 33 through 36. And I'm in the common English Bible version. And here we go. People... Don't light a lamp and then put it in a closet or under a basket. Rather, they place the lamp on a lampstand so that those who enter the house can see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is full of darkness. Therefore, see to it that the light in you isn't darkness. If your whole body is full of light with no part darkened, then it'll be as full of light as when your light shines brightly on you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Uh, speaking of <laughs> good eyes, good eyes, uh, I've been thinking a lot about good eyes. Actually, I've been thinking a lot about bad eyes uh, because I'm getting to that age. Where's my phone? Um, you know, someone 
I don't know who it was, but I was looking at my text on my phone, and it was probably some young teenager, maybe my, my son. <laughs> uh, but, but they were like, man, your text is so huge on your phone. And I'm like, what? I can barely even see it. And I, and, uh, and I realized that, oh no, I'm getting old, right? I'm getting to be like my dad. For, for most of my life, you know, I've had 20-20, perfect vision. I took pride in it. You know, back in the day, I used to be like, can you read that way over there? I can, right? Like, a lot of pride in being able to see and see far away and see clearly. But now I'm in my iPhone and the settings like, where is the accessibility settings like? And, and uh, my text is like on large, and now it's on larger. And so I know that I'm getting a little bit older, and my eyes are no longer the same as they used to be. And um, it's harder to see the text on my phone. So I'm moving from good eyes to bad eyes, bad eyes. and. Um, for someone uh, like me who likes, like I like to do a lot of graphic design, I like, you know, art, I like the colors on things, I like contrast, I like vividness and bright colors, it's really hard to not have perfect eyesight or, or, eyesight or to have to squint um, now to see, you know, the details of a photo or a picture um, when before, it was really, really clear. And I'm sure we feel the same way with technology and TV these days, like 4K, and now it's what, Q up or something like QLED, QLED. Um, it just keeps going, 8K. And uh, um, so when you go, when, you know, when you look back on a TV screen that's not 4K and it's kind of got that fuzziness and like static, you're like, whoa, 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 it's not as clear. That's a bad TV. That's not up to par. That's not up to the technology. And so um, that's all to say that what comes into our eyes, how our eyes receive light, how our eyes receive images, how our eyes receive the world out there, the picture of the world out there, um, matters. And if our eyes are good, we can see uh, with more detail, with more vividness, we can see more clearly. And if we're struggling with our eyes or we, uh, we don't have sight at all, we don't have um, the privilege or, or, or the gift of clear sight. Um, this morning, it's, you know, yesterday it was, was it snowing where you lived? It was snowing, it's like, what's going on here? But we had these humongous flakes coming down and obviously in the morning, you know, we had a lot of frost and a lot of fog on my uh, windows coming out um, at 6 a.m. in the morning uh, in our van. And you know, cars these days, they have the rear, rear view uh, camera. When you back up the camera, you can see behind you. Um, but this morning, the camera was fogged up, right? The lens was fogged up, and when I was, and all our windshields were fogged up, and I was in a hurry, so I, want, I just went into reverse and started going without thinking about it. But I realized, man, I can't see 
My garden behind me, I can't see like my driveway. I can't see if there's cars coming as I back into the street. I can't see. And I'm like, I can either, like a, a normal person, normal responsible person, step out of my van and like wipe down the fogginess, you know, make sure I'm defogged in my car, or I can just guess, right? Like, it's in the morning, it's really in, early in the morning, there's no cars coming, I'm just gonna back out. And so I was like, you know, I closed my eyes, Luke, use the force, right? Fuel your way, stay on target. And so from memory, I just backed out and turned and went in. And like, if a car is coming, a car is coming. If a kid's behind me, so be it. But, you know, it's a bet. There's no kid. Why would a kid be out there in the morning, really early in the dark morning? It's like, it's not happening. It's like, I'll give it a 99.9% .9 chance. I'll take my odds. Um, just kidding. Um, so it's hard when we can't see clearly. It's hard when we can't see clearly, right? Because what does light do? Light illuminates the path, right? When we're in the darkness, light, we can see the trail ahead of us. When you're camping, use a headlamp or a flashlight to show the way. Light gives us detail, right? When, when, something, when things are just shadows or you know, figures in the darkness as we're walking around in our house, when the lights come on, we see the colors, we see the distinctiveness, we see the boundaries and the lines. Also, light reveals what's been in the darkness, right? Have you ever lifted a log, right, in, in the woods or a rock, a big rock uh, or stone in your yard? Um, you'll lift that up and all of a sudden you'll see all these bugs, right? Cat, uh, caterpillar, not caterpillars, what are those? Centipedes and uh, roly-polies, potato bugs, whatever you call them. Things that like to crawl, uh, earthworms, things that like to crawl around in the darkness, all of a sudden they're like, ah, the light! It's like, vampires, I'm melting, I'm melting, and they disappear. You give it 10 seconds and they disappear into the dirt again because they're exposed to the light. Light does that. It exposes things, it shows things that have been in the shadows. And so uh, light has a lot of, it's a, it's a powerful image, it's a powerful metaphor, and it has a lot of kind of uses to it. So when we read this passage, um, like I said, two weeks ago, I spoke out of Matthew 5, 14 through 16, and that's the salt of the, you are the salt of the earth, the light of the world passage right? You're being salt of the earth. You're salty. You have flavor. Something that doesn't have flavor. If, you don't, if salt has lost its saltiness, what good is it, right? Don't lose your flavor. And as Christians and followers of Jesus, we have a unique flavor uh, to offer the world. So don't lose your saltiness. And then if you're the light of the world, if you're reflecting Christ, who is the ultimate light of the world, if you're reflecting Christ's love, Christ's light in the world, don't hide it. You wouldn't hide it under a basket, but instead you put it on top of a lampstand so all that can see, all of you, everyone can see that. And so our passage today, there's not the salt metaphor, but there's the lamp 
metaphor, and it's exactly the same. Read them side by side, right? Both passages use the exact same metaphor. You don't light a lamp and put it under a basket, one, but you put it on a lampstand so that everyone in the house can see light in the, in the Luke version or have light shine on them in the Matthew version. But what's the difference? The difference is that the Matthew passage is focused on being the light of the world. It's externally focused, right? We are to shine the light of Christ to others. And as you shine, how do we shine? We shine by our good deeds so that through our good deeds, the people around us, our neighbors, will see God and praise God, right? Through our actions, through our shining outside externally, they're able to see God in our external actions. But in our Luke passage today, um, there's an internal focus, right? Your eye is the lamp of your body. So there is the light of Christ, right? We can assume that there's uh, the light that's whatever. You don't put a light on a lamp and then put it under a basket. So in some sense, you can say there's two lamps or lights in this passage. One that's just kind of shining in the room. Don't cover it up. But then the writer moves on and says, your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is full of darkness. So all of a sudden, what was external in Matthew is now turned inside out, right? We, we're turned inward, and it's about the eye being the lamp of the body. And the eye is like this gateway or the lens by which light shines into your body, right? And it's about the health or unhealth of your eye, right? So if, so in the case of my van and the rear view camera, if the lens, the eye of the van is dirty as you're backing up or fogged up, it is hard to back up. It's hard to see what's behind you. You can't see clearly. So it is with the eye that is the lamp of your spirit and your body. If it's fogged up or if it's dirtied, it's, it doesn't allow light to shine in as clearly. The light's always there, right? Christ is there. The light is there. It's the eye that lets in the light to our body. And that's the question. The question is, are we letting light come into our lives? Or are we preventing? Is there something that's hiding or blocking the light from coming in? Are you with me, church? So there's an internal focus. Uh, and the call or kind of the challenge is, or the desire is, let that light shine in your body so that darkness will no longer be there. But in 35, when you read 35, there's also another nuance. The nuance being 
Therefore, see to it that the light in you is in darkness. What? There's like three lights now? Right? Like, make sure that the darkness in you, the light in you, is, isn't darkness. Right? So there's a sense that uh, you need to be sure that the light you let into your body isn't the wrong kind of light. It's, it's the light that you let into your body isn't darkness. So not only does this eye have a shutter, right, aspect, like a camera, letting in the light or closing out the light, it also serves, the lamp of the body also serves as a filter, right? You know, all of you Instagram people are, you know, you have filters, right? Like, uh, anyways, I don't know all the filters names, so you have filters to make you look good, you know, or when you're on a Zoom call, make your face softer, you can tell that people are using like the soft face filter because like, whoa, you got really nice skin and it's really smooth, right? That's a filter, right? Um, the eye, you can laugh, but loosen up. Um, the eye also serves as a filter as if there are many lights, right? Good light, Christ light that comes through to illuminate our lives, but there are also false lights, right, that actually darken our insides. See to it that the light in you isn't darkness. What is the darkness that we let into our bodies? What does it mean for our eyes to not be healthy? When I think upon reflecting on this question, I thought about just in our world, like literally how many lights, when you wake up and you go about your day, go to school, go to work, you know, go out into the world, you see lights all the time. There's signal lights, there's traffic lights, there's headlights, there's lights on screens, lights from billboards, there's, you know, police lights. Now, when you go to your we go to our neighborhood grocery store, there's those, you guys have those things, and it has like the cop light at the top, the like blue siren light. I'm like, what is that? What does that do? What is that for? I guess they're like cameras, but whenever I go park into my grocery light and I see that flashing blue, I'm like looking around, and then that fear of the police are around me um, come, comes up, right? There's lights all around, right? And you can't go out of, your home without having some sort of information given to you, whether that's from your phone, right? The first thing, it lights up. It tells you the time. How much data and information can you get just by flicking, right? And literally, it uses my eye to open up, right? It uses my eye to open up. I see all of my messages. I see that I've got three unread emails. Some of you might have 120-something, right? Uh, I like to keep my mailboxes clean. I have two Facebook notifications, you know. Um, and then there's news. I, you know, I flip over. You know, I have 81% of my battery left. You know, if I want to go to Kent, that's how I can go to Kent. I don't know why that's up. I get my <laughs> daily news. I've got my fantasy basketball scores, right? Um, and I could check the game of, you know, I could check the NFL playoff game. All this information just right in the palm of my hand, 
you go further out, even to out of your room, into your living room, you switch on your television, you get news, 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 different kinds of news, lights, flashing, commercials. I get so irritated sometimes when I'm trying to watch the news and commercials come up, and it seems like it's wasted my whole coffee time. I have to leave now, and it, the whole time was commercials, and I was just trying to get the news. Right? And so one news station is on commercial. Then I go to the sports station and it's on commercial. And then the other news station is on commercial. It's like, it's a conspiracy. They're all on commercial at the same time and they're wasting my time. And you get all of this information. Hey, do you want to lose weight? Hey, do you want to quit smoking? Hey, try this to lower your blood sugar. Right? All this information being tossed at you. Lights, 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 lights. Then you head into the grocery store and there's magazines and there's candies and there's juices. Some are sugar-free. Some are, you know, help your heart. Some, you know, are gluten-free. And hey, this has natural juices and not, there's no sugar. All this information, advertising, advertising, advertising. And then when you're at the actual cashier, there's the magazine stands and like, all the news and the fake news and the drama and the rumors and the gossip. And then, as you're about to pay, that's like the worst of it all, the worst lights. And that's the candy bar lights, right? The Reese's Pe Peanut Butter Cups, the Hershey, Hershey's uh, chocolate bars. Like, I need to eat that. I need to have that. But what other lights or information do we let into our lives that don't speak necessarily the life and the light of Christ, but maybe speak words of death or words that aren't true to us, right? Whether that's body image, right? Words that say, hey, you aren't beautiful. Hey, you're not thin enough. Hey, you're not feminine enough. You're not masculine enough. Those, those images that we put into our body, into our minds, into our souls all the time, right? Or messages that tell us, oh, you're not safe. Oh, there's dangers out there from everywhere, right? There's crime. There's things that will threaten your comfort and your way of life over and over. Yes, there are dangerous things, but to, to the extent that it's all around, pervasive, like watch every step, watch your children at all times, I don't know. There are voices that say you aren't secure. You aren't rich enough. Right? You don't have enough. Your car is not good enough. Your home is too small. Right? You're not voting the right way. We can all come up with things, right? Messages that we listen to when even though we know Christ, right? You, some, most of us in this room know Christ, know that he's true, profess that he's the savior of our lives, and yet... 
Those voices that speak death to us are stronger than the voices of light, of truth, that Jesus is speaking to us inside us. Amen? The light of the world, Jesus Christ, is good news. It's gospel, the good news. You are my son. You are my daughter. You are made in the image of Christ. All people are in the image of God, right? Even people that don't look like you. Even people that are from different ethnicities that speak different languages come from another country they are your brothers and sisters made in the image of God but other voices inside us that we've embodied that we've grown up with our whole lives tell us no they're different no I fear them oh right they hate me we receive different messages all the time that are counter truth, that are counter what the light of Christ has told us or would tell us and continue to tell us. Are you with me, church? Amen? What is the darkness that we let into our bodies? In Philippians 4.8... Paul writes, from now on, brothers and sisters, if anything is excellent and if anything is admirable, focus your thoughts on these things. All that is true, all that is holy, all that is just, all that is pure, all that is lovely, and all that is worthy of praise. Focus on these things. Put your mind's eye, your body's heart eye, on these things, and it further says, practice these things. Hold on, let me uh, raise the magnification because I can't see. My eyes are bad, and this text is too small. Case in point. Oh, I can press plus. All right. Let's get higher. Um, <laughs> uh, further says, practice these things, right? Whatever you learned, received, heard, or saw in us. As witnesses, when we lived among you, when we were among you, whatever you heard from us, whatever you received from us, whatever you saw in us, the God of peace will be with you. Focus on the good and the beautiful and the lovely and the just. Let Christ's truth shine in you. And that's where the metaphor makes so much sense if you have a really bright lamp that would be good to shine in the room so that everyone can see, why would you cover it, right? Why would you cover it? Put it on a lampstand. Put it in the highest place and let it shine in the same way. If that same light is good for you, stop blocking it out with Crap! Right? Stop blocking it out with lies. Stop blocking it out with basically the enemy telling you, deceiving you, constantly saying you are not enough or you are this, you are that. When Christ's light 
if you were to lift that log away, right, the bugs and the roly-poly things would all scatter, right? And that's what Christ's light does for us. Let Christ's truth shine in you. Let Christ's good news shine in you. Let God's love shine in you. Let the transformative healing work of the Holy Spirit shine in you. Whatever is excellent, whatever is admirable, let your eyes focus on this light. All that is true, all that is holy, all that is just, all that is pure, all that is lovely, and all that is worthy of praise, let it shine in you. Don't block it. Let it come. Let your eye, like, open up that shutter, right? Take away all the filters. Let it come. Because it's so, so good. Do you believe that it's good? Uh, If, maybe this dates me, but if you guys, uh, I was really into Chris Farley from Saturday Night Live. And he'd play this guy that would interview people, or uh, like a news broadcaster, and interview people. And he'd say stupid things or dumb things, and he'd just be like, stupid, stupid, stupid. And he'd like internalize his, mistake, his mistakes, but say it out loud, like stupid, stupid, stupid. And I catch myself, I admire it, and I think it's funny because I catch myself doing it too. Like when I make little mistakes in life at home or around, I'll be like, dumb, dumb, why'd I do that? Right? I literally like hit my head. Right? What does that say about me? Like a little mistake makes me hit myself, right? But my, you know, I noticed it in particular um, one day when I was like, I don't know what I was doing, and I, made, I said something dumb or did something I shouldn't have done. Uh, a simple mistake. And I was like, ah, Dave, you're so dumb, stupid, stupid, right? And Cammie was like, you're not stupid. Why are you saying that? And it's just like, <sighs> like, that's an example. My, Cammie's my eight-year-old. That's an example of letting the truth in, right? Letting light in. Because, and it's an example of how we allow other lights in, right? We allow darkness in and we, we kind of embody it or we, we make it a habit inside us because of how we feel about ourselves. And we let those voices dominate when really that's not the truth of who we are, amen? No, God has made you good, right? God has given you gifts. God has given you a mind. God has given you creativity. God has given you intelligence. I'm saying you out there. I mean, I have those things too, but like, God has given you beauty, right? Humor, strategy, leadership, artistry, musicianship. God has given you so much and he's wanting to shine all of these things, these gifts in you to light up the whole, every nook and cranny of your soul. And the problem is there's some corners that are still dark and dirty, right? 
And the light of Christ wants to come in and take over and be sovereign in those places and heal you, actually heal you, actually transform you through the power of the Holy Spirit. Make you new creations. Be renewed. www.renewlinwood.church, right? We'll market that. Be renewed. Uh, <laughs> Let Christ's truth shine in you. Let Christ's good news shine in you. Let God's love shine in you. What is not these things? The darkness and the lies we let in, the voices and the noise and the confusion and the lies that the enemy shines into us we literally face a myriad of lights every day. But the light of Christ overcomes all of those darknesses. The light of the gospel, the truth of God's word, the whispers of Christ saying, you're my beloved. The Holy Spirit reminding us, you are overcomer. You are brave one. You are warrior. You are beautiful. You are daughter of God. Gone is your shame. He is bestowing a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And you will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for what? The display of God's splendor. Amen? We are so much more, and yet we dampen the light. Why? That, by the way, is our Zara verse. You can see on the opposite wall, Isaiah 61.3 is our seed verse. Uh, and it's written on a, the backdrop of an oak tree. Um, beauty for ashes. That's amazing. And Jesus is saying it starts from the inside. Right? Let me in. Let me speak sweet nothings <laughs> into your ear. Let me in. Let me shine in you. Just move out of the way. And get these distractions out of the way. Just give me some time. Give me, give me the moments in your day so I can speak what is true into you. Because light does a lot of things, right? And three things in particular. And this is because I want to try to be a three-point sermon <laughs> pastor more since I go in circles a lot. But for you who are writing, keeping record, light lights up, right, illuminates the truth about who we are, right? Let the light in, so if we follow Jesus and let his light shine in us, eventually he's going to show you about you, right? The good and the bad, and like what needs to go away and what needs to grow, Light illuminates truth, right? Light, when it shines on the path in darkness, is a guide 
and that shows us the way. You're confused. You don't know where you're going in life, right? Let Jesus be your guide. Let Jesus show the way and light the path for you. Just listen. And then finally, thirdly, light is healing, right? Um, I mentioned it uh, the other Sunday, especially in the Puget Sound area. Well, you get 90 days. We're in the middle of it, right? 90 days of straight rain. It's not hard rain, right? I mean, sure, annual rainfallage. There's other places that have more inches of rain annually. But it's the constant clouds and the constant drizzle, right? The constant darkness, the constant staying indoors and like, when will you end this madness? When will that orb in the sky come open again? Please give me some vitamin D right now. <laughs> and literally, people, I struggle with this. Like, I want to have a job change every January. I tell Janice this. Like, oh, I start dreaming about doing, you know, I want to be a writer. I want to, what if I wasn't pastoring? I could be like, you know, on Wall Street making a lot of money, right? Which I probably would, don't have the skills to do. But I dream about those things and I'm like, I look at the calendar, oh, it's January. It's just because I'm feeling sad and disappointed about life, right? Like every January. Why was I there? But light is healing. And then you'll see, if you've ever been to UW, the first like spring sunniness, if you go to the quad, everyone's out there like juggling and like kicking their balls around and laying out in the sun. It's like all active all of a sudden. And uh, it's almost like life is better and life is grander. And light actually heals, you know, when you absorb it with your skin, the sunlight, the vitamin D, it actually can change your mood for the better. And so that's why doctors in the Puget Sound area will, you know, say, oh, you should take some supplements, you know, when you're feeling down, um, get some vitamin D up in there. But light is healing. Light is healing as well. So light illuminates the truth. Light is a guide and shows the way, and light can heal us. So let the light of Christ shine in you. And stop closing your eyes. Stop covering that up. And it starts from the inside. I know the other passage two weeks ago was very externally focused. This one's about the inside out, right? It starts from the inside out. Jesus is saying it starts from the inside. We have to let the good light in to fill us first, to chase away all the darkness in every corner of our hearts. Because we know that God doesn't look at things like humans do. Right? Humans see only what is visible to the eyes, but the Lord sees into the heart. 1 Samuel 16, 70. 
God sees in our heart and knows what we need. Allow the light of Christ to come in. And my final, my final challenge to us is, what is fogging up your eye? Or what is covering your eye in your life right now? What's making it dirty so that the light can't fully shine in you today? What is that thing or what is that, that voice or what is that lie uh, that's blocking Christ's light from coming in? And reflect on that and ask God uh, to do something about it. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your son, Jesus, the light of the world. And thank you that we have access, that you uh, care about us. You care about our outsides, but you also care about our inside. And you are wanting to shine a light uh, into us, into our hearts. And sometimes we're afraid. We're afraid because that'll expose things that we're uncomfortable with. That'll expose things that we've been holding on to. That'll expose habits and, yeah, things that are hard to let go. But I pray that your light would shine and that you would gently and mercifully and graciously open up the lamp of our hearts so that you can shine even brighter in 2023, in our lives moving forward, even brighter uh, for our good and the good of neighbor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Um, before we sing our final song for service, um, thank you, Pastor Dave, for that. That was awesome, dude. Um, Uh, a small group of us took some spiritual gifts tests recently. Thank you, Allison. And so, <laughs> I passed, I think. <laughs> we'll find out in a moment. Thank you, Mark. Um, so, I want to share something because I feel like this has been a, um, a theme in this congregation even going before all of you who are sitting here. So I had a conversation a few years ago with um, a brother who attended here, another one. But when we think about um, the different lights that we let into our life and, and voices in our lives that guide us and things like that, you know, I mean, we, we dismiss the children and we, we say things to all of our children who want to vacuum the sanctuary live right now. I mean, these, these beautiful children who, and we say things and we shape their lives. And I know that in my life, um, my father uh, was a very <laughs> typical high-performing surgeon, happens to be Asian. And so there was this very clear direction that he wanted all four of his boys to go into. And in my teen years, when I broke away from that, um, I had just become a Christian, and this, and it was so hard because um, I wanted to honor my parents and not disobey them, but I needed to carve out what it was, and I heard God calling me to not that. He will not be a surgeon because people will die. That's not the reason. I think he had grander things in mind. Yeah, it's a good reason, though. Um, what are you doing later, Mark? You wanna, no. um, take out your tonsils. Um, 
I said to this brother a few years ago because he was having a moment with his dad that was just really tough. And I said to him that, you know, when your earthly fathers are terrible, earthly mothers are terrible, you find new ones. <laughs> and it's okay to find new ones. And I shared this verse with him, and I encourage you to go look up the rest of Malachi chapter 4, but at the very end, there's very crazy things that like are said, like, oh, that's really bad. And then God wraps it with a little bow. And especially for those of us who are either children or parents, so that's all of us, it says this. He will restore the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers so that I will not come and smite the land with a curse. And as the first generation Christian in my family, I know and I feel, and my prayer over this congregation is that if you are in a moment where you're watching the previous generation, like you're negotiating, like you know, we, we were talking about Denise's family earlier, and you're watching them close the chapter on a previous generation, or if you're with the elderly, or if you're dealing with parents, or you have children issues, like you have kids that are just, I can't, because these kids, man, they're just doing things. Our God can restore that in a generation. And I don't know, like I don't have specifics about what that looks like, but I just feel like this church needs to hear that. Because when I see my son, my handsome son, hi son, um, <laughs> he's like, oh dad, I'm not that handsome. Yes, you are. Um, I want to encourage us as a congregation, as we love on each other and shine lights on each other, that these are things that are building and edifying and beautiful. Because as a worship leader in this congregation, in the songs that we sing, we so sing songs, this is not a deliberate transition, but yeah, the Lord is our song. And when we sing his name and we sing about him and we sing all the beautiful things that he is, they're like truths that trounce the reality of this dark world in ways that we don't even know. So, I love you, please stand up. so good to me heal my broken heart you are my father in heaven you are so good to me you heal my broken heart you are my father in You are beautiful, my sweet, sweet song. 
So, Miss Allison shared just at the beginning of service that our uh, friend and leader here, Denise, will not be speaking this Wednesday at Wednesday Night Together, but hey, surprise, in, um, in going with what is being spirit-led, um, I'm scheduled to, to lead in two Wednesdays' time, but what I had planned to share just goes really well with Pastor, what Pastor Dave preached on today, and so I'm going to go into, if you've ever been to college, TA mode, and we're going to workshop this message together on Wednesday night. Um, so yeah, so it's back on, and I guess... If there's no one to fill my place two Wednesdays from now, that'll be the week off. But yeah, hope to see you. Um, hope to deep dive into this, this word today. So that's it. I didn't say this earlier when I was speaking, but I feel impressed uh, that a lot of us are struggling in our sexuality, like what it means to be sexual creatures, what it means, whether you're married or you're single, um, that there are a lot of voices in the world that tell us what to be, what, you know, what it should be. And my challenge to us is ask God, what is God saying to you about who you are? and the gifts I've given you. So whatever that is, I just felt impressed to say that. But go in the light of Christ and let your eye allow his light to shine in your lives. Go in peace. Amen.